and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. It's me, Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. I was thinking last week, usually when people have, like, an intro line to a podcast, it, like, sets up what the premise of the show is so that people listening for the first time will know what's happening. Uh And we don't do that, huh? You do! Yeah, you do. Yell something into the something. I don't really listen. Yeah, no one (laughs) listens. That's the... A, no one listens to it, and B, it doesn't say what we're, like, literally actually doing in terms of, like, putting a random word into WikiHow so that we can answer the questions that come up. Like, Mm, should I be setting all of that up? The thing is, you could be, because you've written the things that you say. Yes, that's true. So you could choose this. I could put in another sentence that says, like, we, blah, 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 we, we put a random word in and we get random answers out or whatever, but the thing is, I hate it. I hate okay. doing it. And <laughs> I want it to be over as quickly as possible, just like how we do plugs at the end of every week, and every week I say we should stop doing that. <laughs> Uh, fair enough. Uh, how about this week we stop doing that? I'll stop doing it if, if Jeff stops doing it. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't want to stand off. Me. Yeah, there we go. All right, good. We'll just say, like, rate and review us goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hard cut. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. I'm also not going to do a tagline at the end, maybe. <laughs> I, lo- I like those taglines, though, to be um, fair. Yeah. I, it's It would be insane if you were listening to this as your first episode, and at the end somebody's just like, eat your donuts! Like, what? No, I love it. It's very uh, good. Eat your donuts is a pretty tag. Yeah, we should write it down. Eat your donuts. Hold on, I'm writing that down. Eat your donuts. <laughs> we all say in unison. <laughs> Perfectly harmonized. Uh, the problem is I'm gonna fucking want donuts every week if we do that. <laughs> I, you don't already? <sighs> I mean, I do. I found. I got the tragic news this week that the Krispy Kreme near me stopped delivering to my area, oh, and I'm so unhappy I'm about it. That's very bad for you. The thing is, Krispy Kreme comes out with an insane cartoon box every holiday, <laughs> and uh, I get one box per holiday because, come on, you got it. Krispy Kreme is the best it donuts. Lasts and you now- to the next holiday. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm chewing on styrofoam <laughs> consistency glazed donuts by the end of Easter or whatever. Um, but anyway, I'm Do- I'm missing those uh, leprechaun decorated donuts this week because it was St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. Do they have different flavors at Krispy Kreme? I know their famous one is just the fried glazed uh, plain flavored donut, which is very good, but only yes. when it's fresh. Uh, they're even good when they're not fresh, you're wrong about that, but, um, yes, they, they have the glazed, they also have, like, all of the various, you know, chocolate or strawberry glazed donuts as well. Is that the Um, same donut batter, though? It's the same donut, but instead of being Mm. clear glazed all over, it's got the, like, thick clear, uh, opaque pink icing or whatever on it. I gotcha. Um, And then they've got a lot of square filled donuts with like fruit fillings or, uh, they've got like the, probably the best in the biz of chain pastry stores, uh, the custard filling Mm. that they do for like Boston creams and stuff. Their custard is genuinely pretty good custard, which is more than I can say for most donut places. Yeah. I really love that Dunkin' Donuts has, you know, kind of seasonally, uh, different types of cake donuts because those are my favorite cake donuts. Yeah, same. I was actually just going to ask, do you guys prefer (laughs) yeasted or cake? (laughs) Like the blueberry ones and the chocolate, of course, but then like pumpkin spice in the fall. I love a cake donut. No, those are too dense for me. I like the exact Mm. opposite direction. I like the ones that are so fried that they are barely extant. I like the French (laughs) crullers that are just open voids wrapped in sugar. They just dissolve on your tongue. (laughs) Yes, they're so good. You get that layer of fat congealed on the roof of your mouth from how fried they are. That is good. I can't deny that. Mm. I like the old-fashioned donut because it feels like it was dipped in icing and then left out for too long and has, like, started to get a little, like, crunchy in a bad it's, way. It's criminal <laughs> that the old-fashioned donut doesn't have, like, orange pe- zest in it and a cherry on top. Am I right, you guys? <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. No, and I what like else? That. Rum? Rum glaze? What's in it? No, whiskey. whiskey. I don't remember. Whiskey. No. Whiskey glaze. That, you can yes. do that. I yeah. bet that there's a place uh, in the city in which I live makes those old-fashioned, old-fashioned <laughs> I, I mean, we're we are joking, but if you made a place that does cocktail-flavored donuts, you would, you would make a trillion. Million dollars. <laughs> 
Especially in, like, if you went to, like, Brooklyn or Williamsburg. I, I, I think so. that it would be so hard to sell. Be like, it's an old-fashioned donut, but it's also old-fashioned flavored. No, hold on. Let me start over. Well, you'd have a whole menu, so you could be like, see how there's a mojito donut, and that's not normally a type of donut? <laughs> now, but- follow me here. Follow me to the next step. <laughs> Then yeah. eventually you're just David Cross trying to explain the pre-taped Collins show. Yes, that's true. Uh, I did find it a picture true. of an old-fashioned, old-fashioned donut. There you go. There's a place Man, in a mojito donut would be pretty good, too. Oh, that would be good. There's a place in Philadelphia called Federal Donuts. They're quite famous. Hmm. And they have... Uh, they're one of those places that's so established that you're like, yeah, this is just how they do it. But the things they do doesn't don't make a lot of sense because they have fried hmm. donuts. Very good. But some of their most popular flavors are strawberry and lavender, which is a little unusual. And the okay. other thing they sell besides donuts, the only other thing is fried chicken. Oh. Well, they've got a lot of vats of oil. Yes. I mean, I was... all their food is very good, but it's hard to explain to anybody what kind of place this is. <laughs> Can we talk... Oh, sorry, Jeff, you had something to say? Uh, no, I was, I was just... Uh, as you were saying that sentence, Luz, I was trying to guess what else they were going to say, and for some uh... reason, my brain was like, guns. They sell donuts and guns. <laughs> the thing is, fried chicken and donuts are made pretty much the same way in terms of skill set of dipping the fry basket, so I do think that makes some kind of sense in terms of, like, training your employees. Yeah. You probably just um, use the same batter, too, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, okay, can we talk, do you guys, have you guys ever been to a duck donuts? Do you know yes, about Yes, there's one donuts? on Main Street. Yes, yes, yes. Can we talk about how their whole shit is stupid and terrible for a second? I kind of like it, though, the simplicity of it. I do like their donuts, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, as far as I can tell, the premise is... We're not going to give you fresh donuts, like fresh made donuts. We're going to still make the donuts ahead of time. What we're going to give you is fresh decorated donuts. <laughs> like, we did all the stuff that would make it taste better if we did it right then. We didn't do it right then. We did it a long time ago. But all the stuff that won't affect the taste at all, that's the stuff we're going to do right in front of you like a Subway sandwich artist. <laughs> like, what? Why? I kind of like that uh, you, people might have guessed, but what that means is they only have one kind of donut, and then whatever type you order, they then docker it up with fixins. But I, I've only been to the one near me, uh, I guess when it's been busy enough that they're cooking, because they're frying donuts constantly, and the person's taking it right out of the fry basket to put the toppings on. Mm. Which is very good. It smells so good in there. Gotta eat some goddamn donuts now. <laughs> I'm gonna flip out. Yeah, uh, I wish I could order from Krispy Kreme again. Uh. Maybe DoorDash or somebody will get No, that's who used to do it, and they don't do it anymore. You ever get the feeling with one of those delivery services where you go there and you pick something and you're like, oh, I'm within the delivery window, even though it's like a 15-minute drive. This is great. And you order from them a couple times, and then you're not in the delivery window anymore. And you feel like maybe you you, you are the reason. (laughs) I think that's probably true. I also think, so the last time I ordered the Krispy Kreme donuts it was for halloween um and they had some very excellent dracula and frankenstein shaped donuts uh shaped but not colored or anything (laughs) like just the shape (laughs) flavored actually they were white donuts but they tasted like blood and corpses Um, and I was like, oh man, like, I see this box is here, I really want to have it, and like, I know tomorrow is going to be a really hard day at work, so I'm going to order these to have them like donuts in the break room when I'm working in an office, but they're going to be at home, and Mm -hmm. I'll just have them to have at home. So I ordered them for the beginning of my next day, and then I realized the next day that like, I ordered them to be delivered at my house when I start my day, which is at 8.30am, which means that somebody had to go to Krispy Kreme donuts from Grubhub or whatever, and pick up donuts at, like, 7.15. Yeah. <laughs> and I would imagine that the people who work at for Grubhub typically only ever have to work from, like, 6pm to, like, 1am. <laughs> so I bet that person was pretty mad at me. 
It's yeah. uh, it's gig based though. Like I'm pretty sure that it works the same as Uber, where like the people who are doing the deliveries get to pick and choose. Yeah. That's true, but the other problem is that during these times, I always tip the drivers extremely well because everyone should be doing that. Yeah. And I'm sure that somebody looking at the gig was like, I don't want to get up at seven a.m., but I do want that sweet tip. <sighs> yeah, we've created a hell for ourselves and everyone else. It's true. It's true. I googled donuts near me because I kind of want some donuts now. <laughs> Every yeah. single goddamn place that's open is Dunkin'. Yeah, uh, fuck Dunkin' Donuts. They suck so much. Mm, they did exactly the thing donuts, that though. everyone always warns about capitalism, where a chain, like, crushes every other uh, good innovative idea and then stops innovating and doesn't ever try to do anything good ever again. I have to disagree, because they come out with a new insane breakfast sandwich, like, once a month. <laughs> I never yes, get but- those, but they have them. <laughs> But their insane breakfast sandwiches are always just like, what if we put more fat in this somehow? Yeah, it's pretty good. That's all fast food. Uh, I can get uh, famous uh, lukumades, which are Greek uh, honey-filled donuts. Oh, that sounds good. So maybe no, I'll doesn't. get that. That's yeah, too much chicken. honey. Mmm, chicken. Too much honey. <laughs> honey needs to be used in moderation. When there's like a big old glob of honey in something... I'm out. I don't know how much honey are in these. It just says honey-filled fried dough. Yeah, I guess I'm taking the verb filled a little too literally there. <laughs> You're thinking of, like, those custard donuts, but just honey. Yes, exactly, I am. You're edge right. to edge. It's like hollow... <laughs> Your hollow earth theory, but, like, you only have to go six feet down before you get there. Yeah. Like a giant pastry gusher just filled with honey. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So, anyway, uh, Jeff, what did you do this week? So, you and I played a little bit of Valheim, and I'm not sure whether we can... I can talk a little bit about that, unless you wanted to. No, Um, no, I got my own stuff. Okay. I got my own things going on. Oh, man. Here Uh, here we go again. I'm a real cool guy. (laughs) Uh, my choice was either that or to talk about rewatching Cats last night. <laughs> no, we've talked about Cats yeah, at least five cats. times on this show already. <laughs> uh, uh, well, then I'll just leave with a recommendation for everyone in the audience to go watch Cats on HBO Max as soon as possible. You've literally recommended that a dozen times at minimum. It's a on delightful this show. experience. Um, I start. I played Valheim at your recommendation. Um, and wait, who's recommendation? Is, this is Viking Matt. Minecraft, correct? It is Viking Minecraft, correct? Okay. No, both of us were suckered in by our friend Holly, who said, let's all get together and play Valheim. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. So then yesterday when Holly was like, let's play a game online together, I was like, cool, I'm downloading Valheim right now. And then you and I bur- bought it and downloaded it and installed it and started playing. And then Holly joined. We're like, Holly, jump in. She's like, oh, I didn't buy it. I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> oh, no. What the fuck? Yeah. We, we anyway. need to bully her better. We um, do. It's true. That's what I'm doing right now. She listens to this show, right? She she listens to zero (laughs) podcasts, not even the one that she's been on. Wow. Uh, So we can say whatever we want about her, is my point. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, I I, um, I enjoyed it. Go ahead, Louise. Yes. I was just going to say, this is a game that I think I might enjoy, but I believe it's not available for Mac computers. Uh, It will be eventually, I'm sure. Okay. Well, it's no good for me now. Uh, Now I hate it. (laughs) I've turned against it now. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, I I enjoyed playing it because I like that sort of thing. Um, And additionally, Minecraft doesn't let you build stuff that's cool. It just lets you build stuff that is a box in a grid. Yes, I've noticed that. When people build something that has taken them forever i'm like this still looks like crap (laughs) also like if you want to build something really really cool you have to build it big enough that like the the sort of edges of everything being squares is sanded off Mm -hmm. uh but this game lets you position uh every like item it it seems like there's 16 different rotations (laughs) um yeah it's it you everything you can rotate 45 degrees at a time so however much that is yeah uh it, it it's it's nice because you can make like a little house for yourself. Uh, now it is a double edged sword because I was just gonna say yeah. You when I rolled up really on your, up house, your house, it looked like it had been designed by an insane person, <laughs> and it had. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the uh, walls were so squiggly. <laughs> 
Uh, it's very hard to find uneven ground because this uh, the world is procedurally generated like Minecraft, but it's not made out of blocks like Minecraft. You mean it's hard to find even ground, not uneven. That's what I meant. Mm, I okay. don't know what I'm saying. Can, can you level ground yourself like you could in the real world if you're going to build? A we figured bit. out that you can, but the game doesn't tell you that. Mm, One of the things that's very frustrating is that Hunan, uh, the Odin's raven, raven? Mm-hmm. yes, the raven of thought, I think Hunan is, and Munin is memory. Anyway, it doesn't matter. That sounds right. <clears throat> um, Hunan is like the game guide who follows you around and tells you, like, hey, kill up, kill all the skeletons to level up or whatever nerd shit. Go get um, me a bunch of snails. I require yeah. more snails. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and he comes and tells you what all of the different tools do, but he only does it after you've made the tool. Uh. So you're like, well, there's this thing, like a garden hoe. Do I want to put a lot of resources into making this? I don't have any seeds to garden with, so I guess not. And then, like, 45 minutes later, Jeff makes it, and it's like, oh, this is the tool to level the ground. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, that's interesting, but I guess uh, maybe the uh, cost for experimenting is too high in the game. Well, I think it's just a matter of the the game was developed by five people, and they yeah. are not, like, real, like professional game developer real I guess people they they're ghosts yeah, oh, God. <laughs> um yeah. i guess that i guess like they are now professional game developers but they weren't when they made the game and mm-hmm. so i think maybe they like right now the reason the game works and is popular is a lot dependent on the community sort of like figuring stuff out and sharing it uh-huh. <clears throat> so it it relies on you having friends playing the game and you can all figure stuff out together. Yeah, I will say I played it for like an hour before Jeff joined yesterday and I was uh, surprised how much more fun it was once Jeff was in there and it was the two of us working there. That's good. Yeah, it is, uh, it is quite an enjoyable game because it has the thing I think every like third or first person action game should have, which is a big world for you to explore and a bunch of systems that you can make interact in interesting and fun ways. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like a little bit of a physics system to it. So we were chopping down trees, and if the trees fell in the right direction, they would hit other trees and knock those trees down. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it was making it really easy to like clear cut forests and get a ton of wood to build stuff. The first time it happens, it scares the ever loving shit out of you, though, because you think <laughs> you've destroyed the entire forest accidentally. <laughs> Disadvantage is if you get too close to the fire in your house, you get you catch on fire and die. <laughs> oh no! It's like the Sims all over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you take the ladder out of the pool, you just keep swimming around until you drown. <laughs> when I was trying to build a chimney, which they don't have like a pre-built chimney, you have to build the walls of the chimney yourself. Oh, uh, I fell off the roof several times and died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. It's very it's very cool that they put in like, oh yeah, you can't just have a fire in your house. It's going to fill the house with smoke, idiot. Yep. I think that that is a, a cool thing uh, that makes you kind of like immediately rethink your approach to the game. It was very frustrating to me when I was trying to build the walls of my house that I it was because of the uneven ground thing. It was really hard to get the walls to touch the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's and a big then, problem. <laughs> and then when my house filled with smoke, I was like, there's all these holes in the walls. Why isn't it going out those holes? <laughs> uh, that sounds fun, and I hope I can watch you guys play at some point in the future. The developers have said that they intend to have a Mac version out within the next couple months. The thing is, I just remembered, though, I usually play games on Switch, and what the requirement there is, is this game available on Switch? Yes, I can play it. But then I remembered, computers are totally different, and my computer might not be able to support this game. Yeah, maybe not. It's not a very uh, resources-intensive game, luckily. Mm, Okay, I mean, I guess I'll see. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to run it because it's new, but then I discovered it has, like, a sort of retro, uh, low-poly aesthetic, so... Okay. Yep. Well, sounds fun. Yep. Yep. Uh, What did you do this week, Louisa? Uh, This week, I got back into Animal Crossing. I won't talk much about it. No, Matt doesn't like it. But I really like speedrunning through the days because my goal was when I take a break from the game 
I never let time pass in real time because I don't want my island to get fucked up. So, like, I stopped, I stopped playing on New Year's Eve. So when I started playing again, turn the clock back to New Year's Eve. And I've been playing about 10 minutes a day through there. So it's really great. I come out of my house, I go get my recipe of the day, I see what's in the shops, I water my plants, and then I change the clock to the next day. And I love playing this way because everything happens so fast and there's so much stuff all the time. Uh, now I'm looking up Animal Crossing speedruns. <laughs> what would be the end point of that speedrun? Yeah, uh, exactly. There's a couple categories. In New Horizons, it's to paying off your first debt, uh, to paying off all debts, eh. uh, getting the golden net, getting the golden rod, getting all the golden tools, or seeing the credits. Now, getting the golden net and rod um, needs you to get every single fish or bug that is available throughout the year. So that would involve some time travel unless the answer for the speedrun is literally one year. Uh, no, I think that time travel would have to be allowed because the current first place winner, uh, first place holder is five hours and 13 minutes to golden net. Uh, okay. Uh, six yeah. hours and 10 minutes to golden rod. 29 hours to all golden tools. That's not a speed run at that point. You're just playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds torturous. It only takes two hours to get to the credits, hours. though. Yes, because you just need, uh, uh, KK Slider to show up. Then you get the yep. credits. Boom. You do that in the first week. Jeff, were you the person who shared in our Discord uh, the speed run of uh, was it Skyward Sword, one of the Zelda games that involves standing still holding a rupee for like five hours? Yes. Oh <laughs> my god, it's so funny. So there's, uh, I there's, I think it is Skyward Sword. Oh no, it's Twilight, Twilight Princess. Princess. Yeah, there's yeah. A, a graphical glitch in Twilight Princess when you pick up specifically rupees, where a, a single frame of Link's animation is skipped, and so his model moves back a very small amount and doesn't have collision while he's doing this animation. <laughs> so if you are trying to do a speed run that is uh, as few items as possible, you it doesn't matter how long you take as long as you don't collect very many items and. That means you can just, like, pick up a rupee and leave it there, facing the right direction so that you clip through enough of the geometry, uh, but it will take, like, 15 hours. Like, you just have to leave the game alone for 15 oh, hours, and then, like, yeah, you'll be on the other side of a wall. Basically, you <laughs> run up to the gates outside Ganon's castle, pick up a rupee, leave the game for seven hours, and come back, and he is, like, warped through the door, and then you can go fight Ganon. And Ganon's like, what the fuck? How did this yeah. You catch him off guard and then you beat him. I really should have sent somebody to go kill him while he was standing still for seven hours. It's so... I love that type of stuff where speedrunning communities are like, they're they're trying to find an exploit to do something that is just completely inane, that you didn't need yeah. to do, that the developers yeah. didn't want you to do. That's why I really like that YouTube channel, I can't remember what it's called, VG Myths or whatever. Game I mean, Champ 3000. That. Yeah, yeah, that's right, I recommended it to you, where he's just like, could you beat Super Mario Brothers without jumping? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, why would you want to, but it's very fun to see him try. <laughs> uh, I get freaked out. This doesn't happen so much anymore. Games don't really break this way. But uh, in the past, when you'd like jump the wrong way, you'd like jump out of the map somehow in a game. Yep. And that always freaked me out and made me really scared. <laughs> like, what's happening? Like, there's just all this empty space. Uh, everything's yeah. an illusion. <laughs> I don't like to think about it. Yeah, there's a speed run for one of the 3D Metroid games that involves like turning into the little ball and then dropping through a place you're not supposed to drop through and then you're just in an infinite void. Oh, no. uh, and you can like you can like float around and see the map that you're supposed to be playing on and like climb over it. It's very disconcerting. Oh, man. One of my favorite speedrunning things is there was a big controversy in Ocarina of Time glitchless speedruns because someone discovered that you could use um, bomb uh, damage, like the damage you get from a bomb exploding, to launch Link over a certain wall he's not supposed to get <laughs> over, and there was so much debate as to whether that was that counted as a glitch or not. Mm. Um, mm, yeah. And I, I, I love that type of, like, nerd bickering that I have absolutely no investment in. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> know that the good. current speedrun strat for Breath of the Wild still involves only getting the 
what is it, stasis um, rune, and then climbing, like, beating the ever-loving shit out of a tree, and then climbing that tree, and then turning off stasis and launching that tree across the map into Ganon's castle from the first plateau. (laughs) It's pretty good. And a lot of people are like, I think this counts as a glitch, but they're only using the mechanics in the game the way that it works. Yeah, all of those exploits were left in the game on purpose by the developers. They've talked about in interviews like, yeah, like we knew that you could fly with stasis and that you could like manipulate the magnet thing to make a like flying machine. And we left it in there because it seemed more fun. Yeah, I mean, very fun. courting a speedrunning community is a genuinely good idea for most game developers, and I'm surprised more people don't do it. That's why Nintendo stopped making Metroid games, the most popular <laughs> series to speedrun in the 90s. Yeah, it's wild. And, like, I remember when um, Prey came out and everyone was like, oh, this game sucks because it's got so many bugs. But, like, that's one of the most popular speedrun games because of all the weird physics weirdness that happens in it. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Uh, so anyway, Animal Crossing still great. Still waiting to get to March so I can get these special Super Mario items, which are now in the game. Uh, and if anyone wants blue roses, hit me up because I can't bear to throw away. Oh no, blue someone's going to break your glass menagerie! <laughs> oh god! Ah, uh, you name? didn't expect I that. I don't remember. I did expect that. I made that joke a million times. Fuck. <laughs> I don't get it, but I do want some of those blue roses. That would maybe make me start up Animal Crossing for the first time in six months. Okay. It's um, funny, in a game when it's really hard to get something, then if you get more of it, you're like, well, I can't just get rid of it. It was so hard to get the first time. <laughs> so now I have blue roses fucking everywhere. In the in the play Glass Menagerie, the girl who has a glass menagerie... What's her I, name? I can't uh, remember. I don't remember. God, somebody She's literally has a glass Laura? menagerie? That sucks. I hate yeah. that. Why? Why isn't it a metaphor? for for something. It is a metaphor! (laughs) But the title is the thing that is the metaphor. (laughs) She has a glass menagerie, which is a metaphor for her fragility as a young woman. Mm -hmm. And she's Um, sick. And she's sick with pleurosis, and the guy that's courting her when they were in high school together thought she said blue roses instead of pleurosis, and so that's his nickname for her. Jesus, that's grim. Yeah, yeah. everything about a Tennessee Williams play yeah, is grim. It's Tennessee Williams, of course it's grim. <laughs> Everyone's an alcoholic who wants to die. <laughs> Much like Tennessee Williams himself. Yep, it's true. it's true. Anyway, Matt, what did you do this week? <laughs> Uh, so talking about things that are extremely old and have been talked about to death, mm-hmm. uh, I, we, Jen and I were sitting down yesterday and we were like doing some stuff and we were like, we want to put on a movie that we haven't seen before, but don't really give a shit about, uh, but is interesting enough to watch, but not interesting enough to really care about. You know, uh-huh. when you're in that mood, you know, yes. that kind of movie mood. I do. Um, so we decided to put on Ocean's 8. Mm. Have you guys seen Oceans 8? Yeah, I enjoyed it enough. I've never seen any of the other Oceans. (laughs) Okay, that's insane. (laughs) That is insane. The first one is pretty good. Yeah, Yeah, no, this one is This one was designed to be a standalone reboot type thing. I don't even think it has cameos from any of the other guys. Wow, you're so wrong. It has like one cameo, doesn't it? There's no George Clooney in it or anything. There's there's a photograph of George Clooney because Sandra Bullock is George Clooney's sister and she talks about him almost every scene. Right, but she's not (laughs) mentioned. Mentioned in the other movies. That's like a new That's thing true. for this yeah. movie. That is true. Uh, also, um, Elliot Gould is in it for like 10 oh, seconds, no. which is a crazy thing, unless you've seen the other movies. No, I, I did That's recognize that he must have been a character from the previous movies. <laughs> yes. That's the thing about um, Ocean's Eleven. Eleven is too many people. When you're like, oh shit, uh, Elliot Gould and uh, Rob... No, not Rob Reiner. Carl Reiner were yes. some of the Eleven. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is a wild thing. Apparently they originally had um, Matt Damon as mm-hmm. a cameo in it as well, uh, but then everyone was like, Matt Damon is pretty closely associated with Harvey Weinstein and this is a movie about women empowerment, so let's just cut him out of the movie, which oh, I weird. support a 110%. <laughs> Having Elliot Gould be the cameo is like in the Flash Crisis on Infinite Earths when the Batman 89 cameo is some, like, reporter who's in the movie for one second. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> Which may have been Elliot Gould. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Anyway, yes, that was uh, pretty wild, um, but the thing of it is, we watched this movie, it's fine, the, the problem <laughs> is 
the acting is very good and the dialogue is very good, but the thing you most need in one of these movies is for the plan to be good. Like, <clears throat> the heist plan in the first one, you watch it and at the end you're like, fuck, you could actually probably rob a casino if you did this. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you could get the resources they have, this plan would work. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when you're watching Ocean's 8, you're like, well, yeah, but if someone had been in that bathroom stall, this whole thing wouldn't have worked. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> what? why wouldn't there be someone in that bathroom stall? <laughs> like, that kind of thing happens all the time, and it's very frustrating. Mm-hmm. But did you see how cool their outfits were? Yes, I did like the... Um, the, like, Met Gala dresses that they all had. That was very fun. Although Rihanna's one looked like it was, like, an afterthought. Like, somebody was like, oh shit, we need to have a dress for Rihanna as well. And, she, like, she was probably an afterthought in the movie. <laughs> that's quite possible, although Rihanna has actually in real life been the chairwoman of the Met Gala. Yeah, I was gonna why say, did she, no, Why didn't she just use her dress from that? <laughs> Like, she still has it. It well, belongs in a museum. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it, there's gonna come a day when the Met Gala's theme is the Met Gala, and everyone <laughs> looks at the exhibit is gonna be dresses from previous Met Galas, and then it's gonna eat its own tail, right? God, I feel like yeah. that must have already happened. <laughs> like, be- Met Galas of the past celebrating our history. I feel like that must have been something they did. Yeah, Absolutely maybe. gonna be like the 2060 Met Gala. Miley Cyrus Jr. shows up wearing, like, uh, I don't know, the Jennifer outfit. Lopez's Oscar dress. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's just gonna be, she's gonna show up wearing the outfit Miley Cyrus wore in Party in the USA music video. Yeah. And it's gonna be the most modest thing on that red car- carpet. And we're all gonna be like, yes, that was from the Met Gala. We've forgotten about history after yes. the nuclear wars of 2014. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's the most expensive reason. outfit anyone can own in 2060, it turns out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, anyway, I did like that it was set at the Met Gala. Um, I, they did an actually very good job of making it, like, a heist movie <clears throat> about things that women are interested in. Like, the, Without shopping, am I right? Yeah. Going I to mean, the mall? Not, <laughs> not shopping, but, like, art and classy stuff. Like, the thing That's is, fair. when when you watch Ocean's Eleven, you forget how much of it was made in the, like, weird, hyper-masculine 60s version. And, like, the fact that they're robbing a casino during a boxing match and all of this stuff, you're like, this is a very dude movie. It's a, yes, it's a very cigar-smoking kind of plot. Yes. <laughs> Exactly. When people were really uh, into swingers. Is that the same time or is that later? When people got real hyped up on Vegas for some reason. I think swingers came before the yeah. reboot of Ocean's Eleven. Anyway, right. um, but I never really realized that, maybe because I'm a man and I subconsciously exist within the patriarchy, as do we all. <laughs> and you're like, this um, is for me, as things should be, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, this is what movies are. And they <laughs> pander to men, obviously. Um, but the fact that they sort of did that same thing, but with, like, stuff that women care about. Like, I've heard people describe the Met Gala as, like, the Super Bowl for women. Mm, don't um, like that. Don't like people saying that. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Super Bowl could be the Super Bowl for women. That's true, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, it is, like, the f- more feminine version. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think that it's it's interesting that they made it revolve around an event that is typically more female-oriented. Uh, yeah. So. That's pretty good. I guess I would have to see it. I'm a bit concerned about modern movies uh, casting all women for the leads, the, for the hero and the villain, but then still telling just the type of story that would just be normally told with just all men. And they're just like, we're just going to palette swap this out, and now it's women, and it's for women now. Like, is it, though? Underneath yeah. it's not. I think that they were conscious of that, and they do an okay, okay job of not doing that, but... I want. I do feel like sometimes they go the other way a little bit. Um, I think it may have been partially that they edited out some scenes very clearly, uh, <laughs> but there are times when you're like, 
So wait, your plan hinges on assuming that Anne Hathaway is going to be, like, jealous of this other celebrity, and so she's just gonna be catty? Like, that seems a little bit misogynistic to me. (laughs) Um, But I'm sure there was a scene where they established that there was, like, actual personal stakes between these two characters, and that's why they had resentment, but they just edited that out. So it just makes you feel like, oh, well, this would only work with a female character because of, like, misogynistic stereotypes, and that's not great. Yeah. Uh, I okay. think Anne Hathaway should have played Anne Hathaway, a uh, famous she basically does. actress. But I wish the character's name had just been Anne Hathaway, because that would have made the movie at least twice as good. Do you know I in do... Ocean's 12, they did a joke like that, because yeah. they had yes. Julia Roberts playing Julia Roberts. Okay. Yeah, they have her character, like, disguise herself as Julia Roberts, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. What a dumb idea. That's part (laughs) of why I thought it would be really good to have Anne Hathaway just play herself in Ocean's 8. (laughs) I do love, love, love in a movie when you have celebrities playing characters interacting with celebrities playing themselves. Mm -hmm. And Anne Hathaway sitting at a table with... uh, as her character, whatever her character's name is, uh, interacting with Katie Holmes just playing Katie Holmes is very funny, especially because Katie Holmes looks like a straight-up zombie these days. Oh, man. Oh, man. Like, whoever was putting makeup on her for this movie did not do her any favors because she has so much tanner and then, like, nude lipstick on, and it looks like she's just shambled out of a hospital. It's very upsetting. God. Yeah, it's it's weird that, like, you'd pick someone who's kind of out of the public eye right now yeah. to be the, like, celebrity cameo in your movie. Yeah, that is very weird. I, I wonder if they were like, who can we have in this to play a cameo as themselves who will not be offended that we didn't ask them to be one of the eight <laughs> female leads in this movie? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, I wish it had more uh, stupid stuff in it, like yeah. like like in an Iron like Man Eddie movie, Izzard like... being an expert at making 3D holograms, exactly. Or like when Iron Man meets Elon Musk. Yeah, wait, did that happen? Yeah, he meets him in Iron Man too. Really? I, I don't remember. remember that. I've blocked it out. He's <laughs> just like whenever Iron Man's hanging out at a party, there's always like a couple famous people. There's like Stan Lee and Elon Musk. <laughs> Oh, you love oh, it. What a bad party. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It seems like an Iron Man kind of party, though, huh? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Absolutely. It's the type of party where, like, you know somebody's doing a Schedule 1 drug, but you're just not sure who. I'm imagining this party now where everyone is standing alone in a six-foot radius yelling about how great they are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely an Iron Man party. <laughs> Wasn't one of the movies, wasn't Ad-Rock in one of them, and the movie came in after he died? Yeah, that was the third one. Okay, yeah. Like, he was DJing Iron Man's party or something? Probably. And then he leaves and Iron Man collapses the whole building. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the Uh, second one? Which one was the one where he was drunk all the time? That was the second one he was drunk all the time. The third one was the one that took place at Christmas because Shane Black made it. Hmm. I don't remember. There wasn't much Christmas Christmas in it except for him making bombs out of Christmas ornaments, though, right? Uh, it was also snowing most of the time and took place, like, on Christmas Eve. That was the one where veterans blew themselves up with drugs? Mm-hmm. Yes! <laughs> it was the one where you uh, took a drug to make you a super soldier, but actually it just made your blood explode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. But it, it didn't make Gwyneth Paltrow's blood explode. Because of love. She's important. Yeah. No, because she's in love with Iron Man mm. and that quickened yeah. her pulse enough that it kept her blood moving <laughs> so it couldn't explode. Her love particles uh were acted like antibodies against the yep. bomb particles. <laughs> it was like speed for blood. If you keep the blood moving fast enough, it won't explode. What's <laughs> that fucking uh <laughs> they've made that movie. That's that Statham movie. <laughs> Oh, oh yes, yeah, Crank! Crank, <laughs> Crank is movie... okay. Crank 2 is bonkers. In Both a good Crank way. and Crank 2 are amazing movies. I mean, like, they're extremely problematic in a lot of ways, but yes. my god, they're so funny. <laughs> Uh, love it. Yeah. Um, is it time? Yeah, I think it's time. Hey. I got a random word, and my random word this week is land. Ooh, how do we get some land in yeah. Valheim or in real life? It's true. 
Uh, so we've got a list of questions here. One of them is reminiscent of a re- of a previous episode, which is how to land a kickflip on a skateboard. <laughs> you can't. It's impossible. No one has ever done it. Yeah, that's is true. Kick, is a kickflip the one that goes like? horizontally or vertically it's the one where you are riding the skateboard across Mm -hmm. the ground and then seamlessly without stopping your forward motion you jump up in the air and uh like make the skateboard do a barrel okay what's the one where it does like a front over back somersault i have no idea yeah i've never seen that are you sure that one's real (laughs) and not just what people do by accident Mm -hmm. all the time It's probably real. I've done it in SSX Tricky. (laughs) That's a snowboard game. It's different. (laughs) It's not that different. (laughs) It's also everyone has superpowers in it. That's also an important part of SSX. I love SSX Tricky. It's a criminal that they haven't made another one. Because you're right. It's a snowboarding game where everyone incidentally has superpowers. And it's so fucking good. I, for some reason, when I was a child, preferred the first SSX and didn't like Tricky very much. What? That's insane. But then I, I enjoyed SSX 3 and the reboot en- enough, uh, but never never caught that high of the first SSX on PlayStation 2. Mm. The fact that SSX Tricky, I'm just remembering now, had the one 10-second clip of that rap song Tricky. I think that might <laughs> yes. be part of why I didn't like it. Every time you're power meter filled up was incredible (laughs) oh man i have to look up a list of characters from ssx tricky now excuse me a moment there's a lot of landscaping stuff on here and one of them is landscape with roses so i would just like to say you want to have your blue roses uh in squares next to each other but only diagonally and then you're gonna want to water them or if it rains you don't have to bother and then every day you're gonna have more blue roses you have to leave a gap gap between them so that more exactly I'm actually disappointed that there weren't more crazy characters in SXX Tricky, like an alien or Darth Maul, who I guess is an alien. (laughs) Bill Clinton (laughs) on a snowboard. Yeah. No, the Tony Hawk games were the ones that had weirdos in them. I know, but SSX Tricky was so much about, like, fuck being realistic, let's make this game dumb as shit. <laughs> Why make all of your characters human? Make them make one a robot or whatever. Oh god, I'm looking, <laughs> at, looking at a promo image for an SSX game, and it just, it's the most 2002 thing I've ever seen in my I life. Know. Oh, we man. need to it's stop like doing that, we're supposed to be on this wiki how now. It's, it's like if the Warped Tour snowboarded. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like somebody turned a Dreamcast into a couple of people. <laughs> yes. Uh, they need to make another fucking SSX tricky game. That game ruled. Okay, I'm I'm putting it away. I'm putting it away. All right. Uh, there is so much landscaping. It's mostly landscaping stuff. Mm, yeah, or but... how to land a jump on a snowboard. Let's start talking about SSX. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like There's when also... people use lingo. Like, one of the things on here is how to land an agent. Just say you want to hire an agent. Don't say land. Ugh. Yeah. No, but that's LA talk. You do need to say land an agent to get Shit. an agent. Yeah, you won't get one otherwise. <laughs> yeah. How to land a hot air balloon. I feel like that's the easiest part of a hot air balloon. Yeah. yeah. Right? You, turn, you turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> you know how you throw sandbags over the side if you want to go up higher? You add more sandbags while yeah. you're in the air to come back down. <laughs> you have to Here's get the someone thing. to toss you some sandbags. <laughs> Here's the thing I don't understand about hot air balloons, and there's a lot of things I don't understand about hot air mm-hmm. balloons, but here's one of them. This is the main one. If you just turn it off, it's not like an airplane where, like, nature and gravity is like, oh shit, now that your engine's not going, we've realized that this thing should not be allowed to be in the sky, and it's coming down immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, you still have a big bag of hot air above you. Like, how- can you crash a hot air balloon? I guess if you got a hole in the balloon. Well, I think the heat of the air above you, like, reduces exponentially. Because I know when people are, when you see people landing them, they just turn it down until you gradually float down. I think if you just turn it off, it would become too cold too fast and you would plummet. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, because it's like, it's not like the balloon acts as a parachute. It's, uh, that air is getting cold fast, especially because you're way up in the air. Everything's cold. Yeah, true. Right, but aren't you falling at the rate that it's getting colder? Like, it's, as the heat 
as the air gets colder, that's the the heat of the air is what's keeping you up. So as it gets colder, it's it's dropping you at the same speed, right? It is probably so. getting colder fast, like really fast, such that you uh, begin to plummet at some. Point. Yeah, I bet okay, that happens. Because if it didn't happen, then people wouldn't need to do what they do. How to landscape a yard for Mother's Day? <laughs> I thought you, you were just going to stop at mother, how to landscape a yard for mother. <laughs> that would make way more sense, because you can't landscape something for a single day. Uh, you can if you go to the garden store, buy a bunch of plants in plant pots, and then go and plant them in your yard as if they're just growing. People do that, mm-hmm. so. And th- they look like they spell out the word mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hi, mom, I ruined the lawn. <laughs> Mother's Day. Yep. Oh, Christ. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of landscape. How to landscape your yard for free. You can't. Uh, how, to att- <laughs> how to landscape to attract birds. Uh, put a bunch Wait, of bugs I in there. Wait, I think you could. We can't. No, hold on. <laughs> we need to establish this for the rest of the show, which is we can't just write off all the things that start with landscape as if they are the same, because we that's just not how anything can work. Alright. Yeah. Landscape your yard for free. I think you could, if you don't mind committing many crimes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you can do it for free without committing crimes, if you don't mind, if the plants you have are garbage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing, right? There's lots of, like, nature preserves and shit where there's just plants growing around. <laughs> and they don't mind if you take some. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they would notice. There's so many plants. <laughs> if you just went to a nature preserve and dug up all of the dandelions... <laughs> I brought him home. <laughs> yeah. You'd get arrested for committing a federal crime. I don't know that you would. You'd be like, I'm helping. I'm getting the weeds out. <laughs> don't go to a nature preserve. Go to a public park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same difference. Then your neighbors no, will kill you, though. No, here's not. what you do. Here's what you do. You go to one of those highway medians where oh. people are always doing landscaping and wait until they've just finished. <laughs> and you go and scoop those plants up? Yeah! Okay. <laughs> They're going to be fresh in the ground. They're going to be really easy to dig up. Problem solved. All right. Let's see what landscaping is to see how we can do it for free. <laughs> I know what landscaping is. It's trying what? to make the plants in your yard look nice. <laughs> we need to get through with a technicality, though. Okay. All right. Okay. So landscaping refers to any activity that modifies the visible features of an area of land, including mm. living elements such as flora or fauna, or what is commonly called garden, natural elements such as landforms, terrain, shape, and elevation, or bodies of water, this is and yep, <laughs> abstract elements such as weather. Uh, so really, <laughs> if you just uh, leave it alone and then say it's on purpose, you've landscaped your yard for free. No, yeah. you haven't. You've lied to people. <laughs> you need to take an active role in this. And the problem is, free is a complicated word, because you could say, just get a shovel and dig a hole in your yard. But... If you don't already have a shovel, that's not free. Oh, shit, is it right. free? Is it free like the freedom of speech, or free like free beer at a party? I don't think anyone uses for the phrase "for free" to mean <laughs> freedom of speech. Uh, yeah, that is that distinction uh, is only used in terms of free software. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can you download a garden <laughs> for your garden? Oh, here's what you do. Well, okay, this is relying on you already having a computer, but because you're on WikiHow, I can assume that that's the case. What you do is take a picture of your yard and then download GIMP, the open source free uh, photo editing software, and then just put a river in there in GIMP. And then you just show that to people and say, this is what your yard looks like? Exactly. Why does that not count as lying? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you ha- because you've actually done it. You did landscape <laughs> your yard. You just didn't yes. do it to the physical yard. I mean, I guess. Uh, I guess Gimp that's a great it- idea. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Gimp is free as in freedom of speech because you can do whatever you want with it. And free like beer at a party because you don't have to pay for it. True. Great, we solved that one then. Cool. We did it. We learned how to use Gimp, which is one of the things on this page. There's a lot of things on how to landscape with different types of rocks. And the hard part and the expensive part is going to be getting those rocks. Once you have them, you can fucking do whatever you want. Having rocks in your garden fucking sucks. And I don't know why anyone does it. (laughs) My... My apartment, the I guess the landlord decided to make a rock garden around the patio, mm-hmm. and it is literally like 
the rest of the yard is is grass and I t- take care of that all the time and it's not a big deal but manicuring this rock garden takes a thousand times as long and it never looks good and it's so fucking hard to do why the fuck does anyone ever do that <laughs> well the thing is if you actually were landscaping properly and you you had an intentional rock garden what you would do is you'd put in ground cover plants that like to grow around rocks and then it would barely need any manicuring ever. That's just not true, though, because here's the thing. As long as there are trees, leaves <laughs> will fall into those rocks, and I mean, then there's your problem. you're fucked. <laughs> you need here's to live the- in the Mediterranean with no trees. You're yeah. just yeah, on the coast. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, uh, rocks, is, as your landscaping works, if it's only rocks. <laughs> Even then, I mean, if it's only rocks as far as the eye can see, then yes. Yeah, my god, it's all rocks. Yeah, as soon as you get one piece of plant matter that can drift into those rocks, it's completely over for you. Uh, what if you intentionally grow moss and mushrooms on rocks? That sounds pretty good. I like that. Mm, now you're just making a forest, which I guess is landscaping. As long yeah. as you're making it, yeah. you're doing it. You have, like, a little hobbit front yard. Ooh, what if you landscaped your front yard so that it was a miniature golf course? Mm, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that would be good fun for everyone. Wait, do you mean a miniature golf course or a miniature golf course? (laughs) Either one, actually. If you can get some bonsai trees to be the trees. Ooh, that's very (laughs) good. So cute. Or if you can get a big pirate statue to try and swat the ball away from the hole. (laughs) (laughs) A windmill that you have to hit the ball through. Exactly. Christ, how to landscape with a split rail fence. I didn't know what this was by the name, but then I looked up pictures, and this is what we had in my front yard when I was a kid. Yeah, I know about these. Uh, Again, the thing that's hard is getting the materials. You're going to have to get yourself a split rail fence first. No, here's the here's the insider tip. Just get a bunch of rails and split them yourself. You'll save oh. so much money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That Buy rails wholesale. <laughs> yeah, they d- they don't want you to know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. This local man has a trick to building split rail fences. That the <laughs> trade conductors hate him. Yeah. <laughs> You put out your own uh, rails that go directly into the side of a mountain <laughs> and check those trains. Yeah. You get the trains to drive sideways into your house by putting the split rail fence connected to the railroad. <laughs> I, was, I guess I'm still caught up on the landscaping for free thing because I was like, there are so many defunct railroads in the, in the world now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's all these rail tracks that go nowhere. You could just go dig up a bunch of those rails. Yep. Put them in your yard. What's funny is when people uh, landscape with a split rail fence, they're usually landscaping a yard, which is like, I don't know, 100 square feet or so. So they're putting up like six rails and that's it along one side and like that's the entirety of the fence this may be a controversial take but i think if you don't have any livestock you have no excuse for having a split rail fence (laughs) Mm. Uh, do children count as livestock Mm, they are alive yeah that's true i was pretty stocky as a kid that's not true (laughs) i didn't get stocky until my late 20s (laughs) (laughs) through perseverance you managed to achieve your dreams (laughs) yeah It, co- it took a lot of pizza to get this way. <laughs> uh, we should make a t-shirt that says that. Uh, no uh, one's in here being ambitious. No one's trying to build a folly in their yard, and I wish more people would. You just want people to fall into pits. Yes! <laughs> no, that's a haha. That's what those are called, right? Oh, okay, yes. Well, yeah. why, are, why are all of these comedy words used to describe horrible injuries? <laughs> I know. A folly is fake ruins that you put in your yard, as if there used to be, like, a bell tower here 300 years ago, but it's all ruins now. Except it was never real, and it, you built it as ruins. I, I would, love that. I would support an act of Congress that says that if you have space for a hedge maze and you don't put mm. in a hedge maze, that you should go to jail. <laughs> You I know what? That. that would be a good loophole to send a lot of rich people to prison. Right? <laughs> it works on so many levels. More hedge bases and less rich people. This is These are both good goals. Yes. Ooh, but if the rich people are in prison, who's going to hunt you for sport in that hedge? Mm, that's true. Uh, whoever you have as the caretaker of the hotel at the time is going to yeah, be the one true. to hunt you. <laughs> so that's a rotating cast of uh, hunters. It's usually yeah. your father at the time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever your father happens to be at the time. <laughs> I feel like how to land a long fall has a whole backstory behind it. 
Uh, I feel like on... someone is typing that into WikiHow extremely quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like land a on Yorker cartoon now. <laughs> <laughs> you land oh, on one Christ, foot, one an knee, and a fist. Yeah, exactly. That's what you do, and you break the ground a little bit because you're so strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because your uh, your iron suit is so powerful that it cracks the ground a little bit. <laughs> I'm still, I said, I know I said this before the podcast and I'm saying it again now on air. So it's on record that I'm mad at Jeff for not having watched the Snyder Cut yet <laughs> because there's so much fucking stuff to talk about. Oh God, one of, I looked up three point landing to get good reference for which body parts touch the ground in one of these. And one of the screenshots is all three main characters from Sucker Punch doing this exact pose. Of course. Which is Zack Snyder's uh, previous uh, masterpiece that he got to do whatever he wanted with. I still... I still, to this day, remembering Sucker Punch, I'm like, did I make up a lot of this? (laughs) (laughs) Ugh. God, it's like if someone gave Uwe Boll unlimited money and told him that he wasn't going to get weird German tax loophole breaks and just had to make try to make a good movie. <laughs> but oh, also, if they did that, but they were like, it needs to be for perverts, though. <laughs> <laughs> All his movies are already for perverts, I think. Not the kind of perverts that Sucker Punch is for. I yeah. would say that his are for eccentric perverts. Mm, Whereas yeah. Sucker Punch is for perverts. very uh, basic B-word perverts. Yeah, like yeah. as long as you can appreciate a, a woman in a sailor uniform and a blonde wig, you can be horny for Sucker Punch. Right. Whereas to be horny for an Uwe, Bo- Uwe Boll movie, you have to be like horny for seeing Jason Statham being hit by a pitchfork. <laughs> God, you really went for the Dungeon Siege movie? (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Uh, You knew what I was talking about, though, so now he's the sucker. Um, I I played Dungeon Siege a lot in high school. I liked that game. (laughs) And that movie, because you're extremely horny for Jason Statham (laughs) waving a pitchfork around. I never saw Sucker Punch, but uh, from the clips I've seen in it and listening to podcasts talking about how bad it is, I get the idea that it was like, we're doing a commentary on how you like anime-style hyper-violence but sexy girls, except it wasn't really doing a commentary. Like, it said that it was, but then it didn't. It was just like, but this is cool, actually. Look at it. Right? I don't- I think you are bringing way more to the table than that movie has (laughs) in it. I remember reading a review early on, when right after it came out, where it was like, it's trying to say these things about how you're- like, you're not supposed to like the things that it's showing you, but it's still just showing them to you. Yeah, it's- I think a lot of people were trying to, like- because we didn't know that Zack Snyder was uh, the world's dumbest director, um, <laughs> we were trying to be like, ooh, there's, like, subtext. No, it was just like, oh, what if a sexy babe kicked a robot Nazi in the face? Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> just anytime anything happens in a Zack Snyder movie, the thing he was thinking was, wouldn't that be cool if that happened in a movie? <laughs> And, like, I I think, Louisa, the thing is, so many people were watching that movie. So, the basic premise, for anyone who doesn't know, of everything that happens in that movie is, I guess, the one girl, the main girl, who I don't remember her name, but anyway, um, is, like, the sexiest dancer in the world. (laughs) And when she dances... It's so sexy that they can't show it on film, so they have to show it as a metaphor of her doing anime fight sequences. (laughs) This movie in four days celebrates its 10th anniversary. (laughs) Damn. Here's the thing. I feel like in the same way that Jeff always wants to talk about Cats because of how bad and dumb and ill-conceived it is, Uh I think I did enjoy watching Sucker Punch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I enjoyed watching Cats. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I enjoyed watching Sucker Punch because there's something amazing in a movie that manages to miss on every level. Yeah. Uh, her The main character's name is, of course, Baby Doll. Oh, yes. That's Emily course. Browning, right? I was trying to remember yep. the actress's name. Oh, okay, my God. Yeah. Oscar Isaac was in this movie before he was famous. <laughs> I know John Hamm was, but I don't know if they yeah. cut his performance. No, he's in there. He does the, okay. the the whole the whole sexy dancing thing is a metaphor for her getting a lobotomy in in a insane asylum. <laughs> Great, <laughs> raced. Yeah, I've heard people talk about it where they're like, she's either 
poor in a brothel or in an insane asylum or actually doing these battles and no one's quite sure. Ah, uh, Zack Snyder described it as, and this will give you a lot of insight into his mind, Alice in Wonderland with machine guns. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. <sighs> oh, man, I really wish he had gotten Amanda Seyfried like he wanted to play the main role. Then this movie might actually transcend uh, my disinterest into being like, oh, yeah, that's weird garbage that I need to see. <laughs> I don't is, know. Have though. you seen uh, Mamma Mia? <laughs> There's some weird garbage with Amanda yeah, for you. <laughs> I haven't seen Mamma Mia, but the thing that's most compelling about it to me is they got Amanda Seyfried to play the lead role in it. <laughs> I think uh, it Emily is Emily Browning good. is just not interesting enough. She will just do whatever. I think, I genuinely think Sucker Punch is a good movie for how it is so, like, ev- in every way bad. <laughs> yeah, it's a good movie for none of the reasons that Zack Snyder thinks it's a good movie. Yeah, like, I maybe... Uh, there was a while when HBO was the only, like, premium channel slash streaming service I had, and during that time, Sucker Punch was, like, their big release that they had as a new movie, so I probably watched it, like, three or four times. Meh, probably not four. <laughs> I, I don't think I could have brought myself to do it that many times, but, like, had it on in the background while I was doing other stuff, because, like, it's so funny! <laughs> <laughs> It does seem like one of the the kind of movie that there's a lot of stuff to see, so if you zone out for a while and they're like, oh wait, it's this scene. It's this scene where they're gonna be underwater, I gotta watch this part. (laughs) Did they get a guy who's a professional David Carradine lookalike to tell her that she needs to punch that dragon to death? (laughs) Yes, they did. (laughs) Are you talking about Scott Glenn? Uh, I wouldn't know the guy's name, but he's very clearly a professional David Carradine (laughs) lookalike. He played, uh, he played, uh, Daredevil's, uh, yes. uh bl- blind fight guy Stick. that teaches him how to blind fight. Stick, yeah. Yeah, that's I right. Didn't, I didn't, I didn't call him by name because I was sure that no one but me would know his name, but thank you, Matt, making me feel not alone. Yes, of course. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh, Except you're, you're supposed to be there for me doing the same thing and you didn't watch the Snyder Cut, which is exactly <laughs> as insane as Sucker Punch, but we can't talk about it. <laughs> hashtag release, hashtag release. Release the Hooper cut of cats. <laughs> I want to see the the four hour cut of cats. Could we legitimately get a bunch of internet shitheads to start demanding an extended version of Sucker Punch? <laughs> oh my god, probably. Yeah, just gotta get that, some that conspiracy hash- theories out there. That release yeah. the Snyder Cut hashtag is just sitting vacant now that I know the Snyder Cut. We gotta capitalize on it. We need to get them to release the Snyder Cut of every other one of his movies. Oh, I don't At think all I those times he was on Entourage. <laughs> I don't think I could name another movie he did besides Sucker Punch and uh, Justice League. Uh, 300, Dawn of the Dead remake, Watchmen, Man of Steel. Oh yeah, Watchmen. Was the Transformers him? No, that's Michael Bay. Oh, right. Those are just regular bad, they're not fun bad. Yeah, that's true. I mentioned this in the Discord so I can say it here as well. I cannot believe, you know how everyone made fun of uh, uh, Zack Snyder for putting in the song Hallelujah during the extremely graphic sex scene in Watchmen. Mm-hmm. He put the same song over the credits of Justice League. <laughs> Learn your it. lesson, dude! That song <laughs> blows! <laughs> Such a bad song. Now, here's the problem with release the Snyder Cut. He got so hyped up that, like, yeah, people do think I'm great, that he will do whatever he wants now. He forgot that the internet made fun of him for a decade about that? <laughs> yeah. Was it the big thing in the comic book Watchmen that Silk Spectre and Night Owl were, like, 15 years apart in age? Yeah, and, like, he was kind of schlumpy and gross. Yeah, and instead they cast Patrick Wilson, who is, one, extremely handsome, and two, (laughs) only only five years older than Malin Ackerman. Yeah. That's fair. I wouldn't say extremely handsome. I mean, come on. I mean, he's it's, he's usually cast in, like, a period piece as a classically handsome man. That's true. He is cast as if he's handsome, so I don't yeah. know what's going on. <laughs> I feel like he's handsome to Hollywood directors, which yes. says something about them. <laughs> he's, he's pretty cut. <laughs> a paparazzi picture of him with no shirt on. He well, looks like he could play Batman. His body is good, but his face is odd. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the face. I don't hate it. I mean, like, he. the problem is, his face is extremely good for playing the kinda handsome villain in things. 
Mm-hmm. Like, he he has a very sneery face, uh, and that works well when he's in, like, The A-Team, another terrible movie I love. I forgot, I forgot everything about that movie except the time when they fly by shooting a tank at the ground. God, that movie <laughs> fucking rules. I saw that in theaters with I you. I did too! Yeah, I made you go see it in theaters. <laughs> Uh, oh, that's great! That, that movie I, kicks ass. I want. I I have it on. I put it on my Plex server. You guys both have access to it. You should maybe. watch it right now. I don't think I do have access yet. I don't uh, think well. I ever signed up for Plex. Uh, I like Patrick Wilson in Aquaman, just constantly shouting oh, about yes. how once he collects all the gems, he will become the Ocean Master. Yes, that's true. Is he Namor? Because that, that would be great casting. That's, uh, he should be Namor, but yeah. that's Marvel and not DC. Damn it! But but that would be a great. Great fuck you to DC if Marvel hired him to play Namor. <laughs> yeah, just like when Spoiler was in WandaVision as Spoiler. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know. I do. Oh, just winking. Do just winking so much. I mean, Anyone who's seen a... WandaVision knows what I mean, but I don't yeah. want to say it because it is a spoiler. I mean, it is a spoiler, and yet literally every every article about WandaVision talks about it. Well, like, I haven't yeah. seen any articles about WandaVision, I mean, so I don't know it. I don't even spoil, like, the twist at the end of The Empire Strikes Back. Like, if <laughs> someone hasn't seen it, I just don't want to spoil it, even if it's something that everyone knows from pop culture. I'm gonna spoil yeah. it. Spoiler no. alert, The Force lets Luke stand on top of a spaceship as it's flying. <laughs> Oh, cool. And then That's he does air, he does air guitar while his friend Shades drives. No, Louise, Style! you're saying Shades a thing that doesn't Style! happen in the movie, whereas I'm saying a thing that really does happen in that movie. <laughs> oh shit! I thought of Styles too late. <clears throat> well, everything's bad now. <laughs> yeah. Um, are we still talking about uh, how to land a jump on Telemark skis? Uh, Wasn't something about Telemark skis? skis last week? Yes. I don't care about these skis. I'm mad about them now. What are Telemark skis? Are they a thing? They're, oh, it's yes. just a brand of skis, right? No, we, t- we talked about it last it's, week. You don't remember? The skis that no, your heels can come up on. Telemark skis oh, yes. is a type of like Scandinavian special skiing heels come up. It sounds terrible but, and I hate it. But landing a jump on skis is a, all about putting your heels down anyway. Like, they don't prevent you from pushing your heels down, right? <laughs> I haven't been skiing in like 10 years. Yeah, but we've all watched ski jumping and they do the thing where they put their toes up so that it like makes their skis go up in front of their faces, remember? Yeah, yeah I don't know why they do that though. Well, because if you, hit the, if you hit the snow at, with the front of your skis first, you will mm. be catapulted into the sun. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Well, you'll be catapulted into the ground in front of you instantly dying. That's That's how you speed run the Olympics. You start doing that, and then you're on the winner's podium. You you try to die as fast as possible, and they have to give you the gold medal posthumously. Oh, man. Well... Uh, how to land a helicopter. That okay. is also one that has a lot of energy of someone frantically Googling. <laughs> if, you yes, have the tank, if you have the tank with you in the helicopter, you shoot the tank <laughs> over to the air, and that pushes you down to the ground. Yes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> well. How to land new clients fast? Don't. Quit your job. It's probably uh, not good for you. That sounds like you a have spam to... email uh, uh, headline. You yeah. have to always be closing. Mm-hmm. Closing, closing your career as a salesperson and getting a better job. Yeah, as yep. a landscaper, perhaps. You're very yeah. sad in your, in your family because being a salesman was your whole thing, and now that career's dead. Yeah, they yeah. gave you a special pen. You, uh. end up, you end up being so desperate to sell things that you start trying to pitch people on eating cereal for breakfast in your house. <laughs> Does that happen in Death of a Salesman, or are you referencing something else? Oh, I'm not referencing anything. I'm just talking about somebody who's so sad that they can't be a salesman anymore. I like this this SNL parody of Death of a Salesman that you're doing. Yeah. Oh, man. All right, now we're done. Yeah. That's it. We did uh, it. All right, well... Everyone, thanks for listening to our show. Please recommend us to people and rate and review us on uh, on iTunes. Yep, the end. We're not doing sign-off phrases or the uh, social media. Oh, we were going to say something all at so, once and I don't remember yeah, it. Yeah, everyone remember to eat your donuts. Eat, yeah, your, donuts, eat your donuts, shit! That's right, eat them. <laughs>